listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. ER. Um, what the fuck do I change that? I don't know how you changed that. What the hell even is going more on? Less humble. You're on private okay. anyway. Nobody cares. They won't even let me change it. Oh, well, I guess that's my name today. <laughs> Welcome to the One Take Podcast, episode 114. Uh, this week we were reviewing the Elvis movie called Elvis. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Each decks, how are we doing? I just got out of this movie. Well, the good, I'm doing fresh. good. I went and saw uh, a movie that was delightful called uh, Mr. Malcolm's List. A uh, you know, Bridgerton knockoff, but I was feeling the vibes. I gotta tell you, I haven't even seen a preview for that movie. I hadn't either until like yesterday, and then I went and saw it. Um, speaking of previews, you know what preview that I saw, Dex, that you mentioned, and we'll get into Elvis here in a second. Um, the preview for the movie that was like, oh, this is a story from Wonder, but it's about the Holocaust. Yeah, dude. I was like, like what? what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that trailer, Teach? Did you see that? No, I have not. Uh, I, I think it's called I, like White Bird or something like that. Like, yeah. When I went to this movie, uh, I'd like missed the, I walked in right as it was starting. So I didn't see the, I didn't see the previews. Um, yeah. So the movie Wonder from 2000, I don't know, 17 or something. Something like that. It, it, Owen Wilson's in it. Jennifer Garner's in it. It's about a it's about a boy who has some deformities, but he is bullied and so on. It's one of those stories. And uh, it was a very popular book. But they have a movie trailer out for a new movie that is based on the bully's grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bully wow. from the original movie gets kicked out of school, lives with his grandmother now for some reason, and... She's like, let me tell you about how I survived the Holocaust. <laughs> Speaking of bullies, the Holocaust. You're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's a thing. Apparently, yeah, that was in front that's of... also a book. Like, what a weird canon. <laughs> yeah, what a weird way to make a connection to that. But anyway, that that you'll see that trailer, I'm sure. Um, Elvis came out just a few. Came out just last week. Last week. Um, Elvis is Baz Luhrmann's biopic of Elvis Presley. From This is from IMDb. This is just like Baz Luhrmann wrote this himself, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> Elvis is Baz Luhrmann's biopic of Elvis Presley. From his childhood to becoming a rock and movie star in the 1950s while maintaining a complex relationship with his manor, manager, Colonel Tom Parker. Has a 70 or 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. It is the number one ranked popularity movie right now. Uh, has a 64 meta score. It is uh, PG-13, which I found to be interesting. I mean, I guess you, there's no reason to make this movie rated R, but uh, it is 
way too long two hours and 39 <laughs> minutes long man like i know we talk about long movies and loving long movies and stuff or and or hating but like ooh, there is like a uh there's a limit there's definitely a limit two hours 39 minutes and you feel all of it um yep. it stars actually the top build cast is tom hanks is colonel tom parker a wild and strange performance from that guy. A um, weird choice for yeah, the movie, by the way. Making uh, him the lead. Yeah. Austin Butler as Elvis, a man who doesn't look like Elvis Presley at all. Uh, but we'll talk about it. Was really good in this movie. Um, Olivia DeYoung as Priscilla Presley. Helen Thomas as uh, Gladys. We have Kelvin Harrison Jr. as B.B. King. Uh, Richard Roxborough as Vernon Presley. Um, Cody Smith, Academy Award nominee Cody Smith McPhee has like two lines in this movie. He's in here. Oh, uh, yeah, that was him, huh? Yeah. Uh, Gary Clark Jr., who has a song, a needle drop in this, um, in this movie, also plays, plays a role. He is the, uh, I think the guitar pro- player, author Big, Big Boy Crudup. I think he's the, the guitar player that they sneak in on in uh in his where his home was but um this movie is doing pretty well financially which is uh to be expected probably it uh i'm not sure what the budget was on this i gotta imagine that baz Luhrmann doesn't spare any expense yeah. when it comes to uh making this stuff but you know pretty big cast but it has it's grossed 118 million dollars worldwide so doing pretty well um it's gonna get kicked in the teeth next week with uh with the rise of Gru now being out all in and also thor coming like in yeah. a couple of days it's gonna get kicked yeah. in the mouth like something has to go it's gonna be this absolutely big month for movies yeah um the rise of Gru, by the way making like 250 million dollars off of like meme stock is incredible yeah, I, I went to the theaters tonight and there were definitely, you know, teenagers there in suits. <laughs> I need to go I need to go see this film. I've seen all the many Ugh. films and despicable me films. I love those films. I'm definitely gonna I, watch this. Probably not. I thought, I thought the gentle minions thing was a joke. It is not. They're really in these streets. <laughs> like, those films are wild. wonderful. They are wonderful films. I'm gonna have to take your word for it. I'm not doing it. I refuse. Um Elvis has a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes, 94% audience score. The standard rock biopic formula gets all shook up in Elvis with Baz Luhrmann's dazzling energy and style perfectly complemented by Austin Butler's outstanding lead performance. Um, It did not get shook up at all, but we'll talk eh, about it. You know, it's weird. Um, it's, It's a strange movie. Such a strange movie. And I'm, I, I don't, We'll get it. I don't know <laughs> why I like it. We'll get into it. But Teej, let's start with you because out of all three of us, you despise this movie. We may this have different my... very Dex and I made very a, a, a pretty good bit, but you hated this movie. This is my least favorite movie I've seen all year. Um, God damn. It's been a very good year of movies. I have not hated anything as much as I hated this. First of all, I felt like I was in the movie theater for about seven hours. Like it, yeah. it is a yeah. very long film, um, and it's it's like a it's like a montage. It's like a extended montage. It's like 
super cuts. It's like music on top of music. It's like I don't, I don't, I don't like Baz Luhrmann. Like I don't, I don't, I don't particularly like the way he makes movies. I'm not a big Moulin Rouge fan. Like so, I'm not, I'm not a particular big fan of this director. I don't really like his style. I'm also not a Elvis fan at all. I do not like Elvis's music. I also have a very big issue with like the way that we. I'm not going to make this podcast political, but like the way in which we treat like white white people from like the civil rights era, the way that we tell their stories has always just been something that's just nasty to me. And in, in terms of American cinema and this movie goes to some of the same tropes that we've been seeing forever, white musician who's stealing black music, but we have to show that they're like, Oh, the business side was like doing that. And Tom Hanks's character is the bad guy who is kind of forcing that part of it. But Elvis was a good guy who like, like black people and was sad when MLK died. Like I hate that. I hate that's one of my least favorite tropes that you see in movies. And there are a ton of movies like that. Um Elvis is like I said, I'm not a big fan of Elvis's music. I also don't really care for his dancing. I understand that people really liked it at the time because he was dancing like what they thought a black person would dance like, but like I to me it like Chris Brown would clean him up if you put Chris Brown on stage next to Elvis. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Would be looking at yeah, Elvis. He, he can't backflip Elvis, to the March Madness for sure. Yeah, he can't. I've never seen him back, backflip the March Madness. So like, I, he couldn't I even just, hit the I've usher. Never, watch this. Like, it's I've not never there. really understood the appeal. There are a lot of things that white people have had obsessions with that I just will never fundamentally understand. And probably at the top we'll of list that list is like Elvis and Eminem. Those are the way up there for me. Like, I don't understand the whole Elvis thing, but. If you show me an interesting movie about an interesting person, I get to know who they are. I'll probably enjoy it. I didn't learn. I literally didn't learn anything about Elvis, like as a person in this film. Things are just happening around him and to him. And every time he speaks, it's like, it's like, okay, but like, what does this man feel? What is this man thinking? Or what is he experiencing? It's just like, no, no, no. We're just going to give you like a two and a half hour summary of things that happened to Elvis. I don't think I learned a lot about Elvis. Uh, the one thing that I thought really saved it, well, I didn't save it because it's a horrible movie to me, but the one thing that I really <laughs> liked, I was into the butler. I don't know how much he looks like Elvis. I thought he looked like Elvis, but I don't really know what Elvis looks like in terms of, I thought he was kind of like a, a, a mildly handsome white dude in his in his prime before he started getting fat and doing drugs. So I thought he kind of looked like him, but even if he didn't, like I, I, I kind of, there's something about the performance that works for me, mm-hmm. but I, I think I literally hate everything else. I hate the writing. I really hate the way the movie is cut and edited. I hate the the contemporary music in the movie. Like, the, oh, you got a needle drop of Doja Cat, which is weird. I like the Doja Cat Elvis song, I guess. But, like, why are we listening to this when we're seeing a movie that's set in the 50s and 60s? And all of a sudden, we're talking about a guy who's going to go off to war, and then a Doja Cat comes on? I was, I hate that. <laughs> I, I've never liked that. I, I won't say I've never liked it. I will say it takes a very deft hand to be able to do a needle drop that's out of time when you're telling a movie about a real life person, especially when that real life person happens to be a musician. If you if we're watching a movie like there's they made a really bad John Gotti movie a couple years ago with John Travolta with yeah. like Pitbull yeah. songs in it. And it was really the movie's awful. But also it was like, how did you choose Pitbull to be the John Travolta? Like how did you how did that make any sense in terms yeah, of like the, kind of music the only one that's movie? like <laughs> the only one that's I, I been able that. to do it like infuse pop culture music with is Scorsese, and but Scorsese he's, does it really well. Yeah, he's like one of the few that's always been able to get away with it. And it's like Baz Luhrmann saw that. I was like, that's I'm stealing that. I'm definitely stealing the that. Is when when Scorsese does it well, he'll go grab a song, and he's not gonna get a song that happens to be on the soundtrack, and we gotta pump this song into the movie. 
for the soundtrack or for to like get people to come to the movie, he's going to pick a song that seems like they're trying to say, okay, this fits thematically, even though it doesn't fit like the time. Right. Right. Having, having Doja Cat do a cover of a song that Elvis also stole from a black person and (laughs) drop it in the middle of the movie. is just a completely weird choice. It just did not work for me. Every time somebody was rapping, I was like, this is just weird that there's rap happening, but we're watching a movie about uh, someone who's supposed to be a great musician. I just think I, I I think a lot of it is stylistic for me. I just don't like this style of biopic. I don't like Baz Luhrmann's style. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I tried to come up with a fair grade, but also be like true to what I really felt about it. I'm gonna give this film a D. I absolutely hated it, but I will. I am interested to see Butler and more stuff. But I thought he was doing a good job in the midst of this chaos, this burning, this burning room. I thought he was doing a pretty good job at times, especially with some of the musical stuff. Knowing he's not a musician, I thought he did a fairly good job. I'm going to go with D. Yeah, that's fair. You said F minus earlier in the chat, and I wanted you to give, say it with your I chest. I would have walked out honest. if it was an F minus. So because I did not walk out of a two and a half hour movie, which shows my dedication to this podcast, unfortunately, because I should have walked out of it. <laughs> I uh, I did not leave, so that means it couldn't have been an F. So I gave it a D. Gotcha. Yeah. Dex, go ahead. Yeah, I uh, sorry, man. I fuck with this movie. Like, <laughs> like I'm I'm sorry. I I know that I'm not not supposed to like Elvis or anything about Elvis, and you know he stole music from black people and all that. But like, hey, dog, I had a good ass time. Like, <laughs> I I love Baz Luhrmann's style. Like, I'm one of seven people who still likes the Great Gatsby movie. I love Moulin Rouge. Like, I'm I'm here for all of his shit like just covering weird shit in gold and making it sparkly and doing this fucking oriental rug transition shots and all that like I'm here for it. yeah <laughs> like, I, I i'm on board that's exactly what i was looking for when i heard about this movie originally and why i said it was gonna be good and i got exactly what i was looking for the only thing well there are two things that kind of hold this movie back from being really good to me first of all is to tom hanks Narration. What the hell, man? I fucking I hated that. <laughs> oh no, like that. that I didn't mean, even talk no about one like that. that. Tom was. No Tom one Hanks, was so that, that accent strange. that he's going with. I don't know what that. I don't know where that choice came from. That was an extremely crazy choice to talk like that and to have this man doing more talking than anybody else in the movie. That's just a weird choice. Like, just use a normal voice. Like, we don't give a fuck Please. about his accent. And we don't care true. about like, Tom. We don't care. Talk about. We don't care about Tom Parker. We didn't. At we, all. No one knew who Tom Parker was. Old people don't know who Tom Parker was. Like, I. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I. Insane. You wanna, and also, you, you didn't wanna, have to make him fat. Like, you didn't. No one cares. No, nobody cares. If you want to, like, frame the narrative that way, like, I guess that makes sense. Like, giving, like, a different perspective on Elvis instead of just being, like, you know, this is his whole life story or whatever. Like, you want to have it framed through somebody else's eyes. Okay, cool. I can respect that. But, like, we we don't care what his accent sounds like. Just have him talk normal. Like, we don't give a fuck. That was so weird and off putting every time he spoke. Um, and then the other thing I didn't like about this movie, I, it feels a little dated to me. I tweeted this like after I originally saw it. Like if I wish they would have just picked a moment or two to focus on for Elvis. Give us like a three year period like to focus on instead of being like, okay, we're in, I don't know, Tupelo, Mississippi or wherever he's from as a child. And then we're gonna move all the way up to to his death and all that shit. Like 
that seems like you know some shit you do with in 2007 like that's ray it's walk the line it's, mm-hmm. you know all those other old biopics these days i kind of like it when they pick just like a, a really short period just really focus on knock that shit out of the park like dive deep into that story you don't have to set up all the background for elvis we know who elvis is we get it you can give us a very lived in elvis at the peak of his powers talk about like the vegas shit going down talk about wanting to go on an international tour not being able to talk about they you took know. the third act of the movie and just made it the movie yeah do that like just instead of trying to tell us his entire life story in two and a half hours just tell us one really good story from his life in an hour and a half two hours like and this is an a plus to me or if i had seen this movie in 2007 before i had seen ray or walk the line then yeah this would be fucking amazing like this would be an a plus but as is i gotta give it like a b like it's it's fun i enjoyed it but it's too long the narration is weird and i would have liked for them to kind of focus it a little bit more um this is uh this is we swear elvis had black friends the movie <laughs> oh my god is it oh it, it really oh, is man. it's like he didn't steal it. it they were cool with it um bb <laughs> king bb king was like you better write that song so it gets heard you know it's just like <laughs> okay but um <laughs> go white boy go white boy the movie <laughs> Yeah, man, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't like Baz Luhrmann. I don't. I don't <laughs> like Moulin Rouge. You can go, we have a Moulin Rouge episode. I remember liking it when I was a kid, and then we went back and watched it, and it was offensively bad. It was just like, to me, it was just like an assault to the senses is how he directs movies. But like, not like Michael Bay, where he's not trying to say anything. Baz Luhrmann is definitely trying to say something artistically. He's trying to say a lot of things and at once. Um, but whereas, like Michael Bay's an assault to the senses because he just like wants to. I don't know. He just likes well, drones. He, yeah, he just likes <laughs> to blow up shit. He just loves drones, bro. <laughs> <laughs> And, I feel uh, like Boz Lerman stylistically is just trying to say cocaine is very cool and you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's L- what LSD was, a, like. was a wild ride. You know, <laughs> I, I don't like, I, I think I don't like that great Gatsby movie. I don't like Moulin Rouge and the rest of his shit is extremely forgettable. If not bad Australia, you remember that one with Hugh Jackman? Yeah. No, you don't. Exactly. <laughs> I did not um, watch that. So after knowing that and then going, seeing the trailer with fat Tom Hanks, which didn't get any better, but I saw, I saw the, I saw the trailer with fat Tom Hanks and not a lot of Austin Butler, which was strange marketing. And it, I said, this movie is going to be the worst thing I've ever seen. It's going to be terrible. I did not i said i said on this podcast i said this movie is going to be a piece of shit and then the reviews started coming out and people that i like and respect were like you know what like i don't know i kind of like it and i just was like all right let me just go watch i'm still probably gonna hate this movie 
I don't know, man. I don't know what I saw, what I watched. It, the first 20 minutes is an absolute Baz Luhrmann pleasure fest all over the screen. <laughs> he It's so masturbatory for for himself and like this is my style and this is what i'm gonna do it's like three different people directed this movie too like they all got their different people got their hands on it because it turns into something completely different at the end of the movie yeah Um, very different turns into a standard biopic towards the end of the movie Mm -hmm. uh but i don't know it was it was it just if you can withstand that first 20 minute stretch, it's like the Warriors run in the third quarter. If you can withstand that, that <laughs> stretch of that assault to the senses and getting you into the story after that, it becomes pretty standard. And, you know, I don't necessarily know how much of a fascinating character Elvis Presley is. I mean, and he's inherently, fascinating because he was super famous he's one of the most famous people to ever live but it, it we we know the elvis presley story like you were saying dex um so those little bits of flair and stuff in what would otherwise be a, another run-of-the-mill biopic really worked for me somehow yeah There's something about like those performance scenes where you're like, you know, just as a regular person born in like, you know, the eighties or nineties, like we were, it's like, yeah. Okay. Elvis Presley was really famous. Like the music doesn't really do much for me all the time now, but like, whatever. But then while watching this movie and watching some of the performance sequences, you're like, Oh shit. Like he was the shit out here. Like women are throwing their panties at him and like feigning and shit. Like, okay, I get it. Like, but why were they cool. doing that? I, I I do not I I don't know a lot about the Elvis story, <laughs> but I, I I was watching the first scene where he you know where he uh you know he finds him he finds this oh my god this diamond in the rough this guy's going crazy in here and all the women going going crazy and I was thinking why why are they going crazy though I I literally didn't look, understand man. like is he handsome was well, Elvis the, handsome look there's a there's a lot of factors that go into that one yes he was. I guess traditionally handsome for that he wore, you know, he wore all these flowy clothes and everything else in these suit. He looked like what Harry Styles kind of walks around. I was just going to say it's Harry Styles before Harry Styles. (laughs) Um, And down to the acting career he didn't deserve. Yeah. And uh, well, I saw another trailer for don't worry, darling. But um, he looked, he, he looked and sounded good first of all that like what what it was but you got to understand of the 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 white bot conservative bible belt that he toured around in was it was it was like that it was like the uh the the guy that he contrasts with that's on the tour already that's like standing up and just strumming a, a guitar and everything else. Yeah, you drop Elvis and fucking Footloose, and everyone's like, "Yo, what yeah. the fuck?" Like, this is amazing. yeah, exactly. And so, <laughs> and so, it's just like people can actually move like that, and you know, enjoy their time on stage, and you know, every, it, it. It's like, why did people love the Beatles? You know what I mean? They weren't moving around like that, and they weren't even that traditionally handsome. Well, I don't but know why people love the Beatles either. I don't. <laughs> I'm just. I don't know why people love them either. 
there's a there and also you got to think of there's a different standard for attractiveness in the 1950s than there is in 2022 to be completely honest with you but it yeah he was just moving and shaking and doing stuff that people weren't traditionally doing on stage but what the white you know, people weren't doing well stage. yeah i was gonna say what white people what? Weren't. <laughs> i was just about to say but but what black people have been doing for millennia he's just, just like he's just like i'm gonna do that and people were like what is this devilry <laughs> um so but back to the movie it those flashes and pops of 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 flair that that Baz does normally I despise. I don't like it, but it's just after that first 20 minutes, it's just restrained enough that I kind of just, I really got with it. Um, now there's, there's some stuff like when he goes down to Bill street at night and they just drop a rap beat. Like he's like a, like he's a NBA star walking down. Like <laughs> I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. It's like, <laughs> He's like walking around and said it was that was kind of like okay that was some stuff where I'm like this is this is jumping the shark a little bit but on top of all that it really was a really good performance from Austin Butler who colored me shocked like just I mean he's 30 now but he he was from like Disney Channel and stuff like that like Hannah Montana and things Does like he not that look like Elvis not really mm-hmm. uh, and, I mean, close enough to me like close enough, but like not really. Um, but he, you know, uh, unlike all of y'all's fave that gets in our mentions, Rami Malik, he actually sung in this movie. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. Congratulations. I was much more impressed with that. I was much more impressed with but, what Butler did in this movie, which is a really bad movie, than I was with what Malik did in that also really bad movie that people gave awards to. So I will definitely give I... him credit for that. I like the the standard for sort of like the music biopic to me was Walk the Line. I really like really really love that movie, but um, and it's really traditional when you go back and you watch it. But it's it, it just two genuinely great performances from Phoenix and Witherspoon carry that movie. Uh, I would rather see this now than see what they did with the Queen with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody every single yep. day of the week. Yeah, this is every single day. Yeah, to me. Every single day of the week. At least they tried something here. You know what I mean? I don't think that I pick, but I agree. If we were talking about just the performance in the center of it, which you could argue what performance is actually in the center of this movie, which is part of the problem. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's the later part of it. But like, if if you're talking about just the performance, I totally agree with you. Now, we're talking about, unfortunately, I happen to like Queen songs much, much, much more than I like Elvis songs. So if I have to pop one on, to play in the background, I'm gonna pick Bohemian Rhapsody, but only because they're he's not singing those songs, but they are playing Queen songs at uh, at an insane volume, which is fun because I love Queen's music. I do not. There's not one Elvis song that I'd like. Yeah, but if uh, you wanted to see like r- the Live Aid thing, you can just go like watch that on YouTube. You know what I mean? True. And that's what that movie was. Um, true. But- yeah, that's the best part of that movie, and it's like I can just watch like actual live aid instead of watching y'all recreate Rami. Yeah. Rami Malek pretend to be Freddie Mercury, but I not to the problem with this movie inherently though, is the Tom Hanks thing, which is weird because Tom Hanks is like my dad. So like, he's like my movie dad. 
it's like I love I love Tom Hanks more than I love some family members. And I wish I was joking about that, but like it 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 was the most out of body, out of character performance from because unfortunately for Tom Hanks at this point in his life, he's so famous and so recognizable that he can't do these character actor performances without us going, that's Tom Hanks. You know what I mean? And of course he was nominated for Mr. Rogers, which I thought was like a genuinely good performance. Definitely. But that's because he wasn't a scumbag or anything else. This was like, he was in a fat suit. He was doing a Dutch broken Dutch accent yeah, and for me, it, I don't have a problem with like seeing the movie and going, "Hey, that's Tom Hanks." Like, I don't need you know actors no, right? to disappear no, into their roles or whatever. But it's just like anybody talking with that voice, I would have been like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why'd you do that?" And Even I if guess it was it, an actual Dutch person, I'd have been like, "Not really loving the narration that we chose in this film." Uh, but it makes it even worse that I know what Tom Hanks sounds like. So it made it that much worse that every time he spoke, I was like, "He's doing that on purpose." And it's like and Tom Hanks with a Dutch it was a like. Bad idea. <laughs> It's Tom Hanks with a Dutch accent. It's not like a fully immersed like Dutch accent. It's like, it's like Woody with a Dutch accent. And <laughs> he has so many lines. And I'm just every time he spoke, I was like, oh now he, oh he's doing the voiceover and he's doing like his character lines. Shoot me in the head, bro. Like that's too much of this accent. It's way too much. And, and like some of the shit he was saying was just so fucking stupid. Like hearing him say snow job over and over, I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like I'm not trying to hear this bullshit, man. It, it really is just a strange performance. And it, you know, it wasn't the worst thing in the world that I've ever seen. Some people are saying it's like an all time bad performance. I, I don't no, know. It like it ain't that, but like, is it, it not that though, guys? Is it not? Because, it ain't uh, that. We've seen way worse. We've seen worse from Tom Hanks. <laughs> I can't think of a worse Tom Hanks performance off the top of my head. I don't know. About, I don't know if we've seen worse from Tom Hanks, but I don't know. If it's I like can't think of one bad performance, but he um, he's just kind of out of place in this movie, and it 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 works kind of because this is already a weird movie to begin with. So like him being a weirdo in the middle of this weird movie is like not the most off putting thing in the entire planet. But the the decision to make it about how he laundered money from Elvis and not about <laughs> he being the ancillary character in the Elvis story insane is is so weird because like you don't see austin butler's face in this movie until he gets on stage to perform that's all right mama or whatever it is for the first time which was kind of like a needle drop in its own right but it's also like is this the elvis story anymore what is this you know what i mean and i i get why you i don't know like it's a different take on it like and i see why a writer would want to try and make a different take on oh johnny cash grew up and johnny cash had trauma as a boy boy and then he went to the army and now he's has a drug problem you know what i mean they wanted to try and flip that on its head i assume but it just didn't work man because we don't care about tom parker sorry like it's a it's an interesting story that yeah elvis could have been destitute but he wasn't he's a millionaire this is this movie is the worst version of nightmare alley this is this like Nightmare <laughs> Alley is so they great. Have this a, is the opposite of that. They have a geek. They, they have a geek like flash, like a pull in. Yeah, they a, do. 
<laughs> and I noticed that shit. And I was like, Nightmare Alley, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we all saw it. But you could have let Bradley Cooper be Tom Parker, and it would have been the same movie, maybe better. <laughs> Probably better. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know what you do if you're Tom Hanks at this point because. He's fucking go Tom... spend some money. Go sit down and spend some money and raise Chet. Get Chet off the <laughs> internet. Please. I, I feel like he's making he's making that play for like one more Oscar, it feels like. So like keeps doing these biopics. And also he's like getting the Apple TV money on the side. But... Yeah, his, his, <laughs> his Apple TV movies haven't been bad. They just haven't been noteworthy. Um yeah. He's getting the but... Apple TV money on the side and he's doing like these biopics and trying to get that one last Oscar in there before it's over yeah and it's and it's hard for any actor especially actresses but any actor as they age to find better roles in hollywood now i don't think tom hanks is going to have a problem getting good roles in hollywood and he's one of the most beloved stars ever uh but you look at something like tom cruise is technically his peer and he just made a billion dollars on a top gun movie and now you're not going to put tom hanks in a jet because he'd probably die because Tom Tom Cruise is a weirdo, but it is like kind of a weird split. Like yeah, Tom Cruise doesn't doors. value himself or others. So <laughs> yeah, it's a weird kind of sliding doors moment when you look at their careers because they're basically peers. You know what I mean? They were getting nominated for Oscars at the same time. They were, you know, leading box office men at the same time, along with Denzel. But they're you know you know they're, of that camp, they're basically peers and. He's not that much older than Cruz. I don't yeah, think Maybe I just like look, three he's years. five years older. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. So it is a weird point in his career. I don't think this like tanks his career or anything, but it is such a weird decision by Baz Luhrmann and the acting choices by, by Hanks are some of the weirdest. And it's like, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like telling your dad that he has to finally retire or something like that. It's like, <laughs> Hey, you got to, you got to take that pension. You know what you I mean? Finally beat your dad one-on-one in basketball. And you're yeah. like, damn old man. <laughs> I don't think Tom Hanks is washed. He's just, <laughs> I just don't know what, what he was doing. Like, I, I just, I have no idea what was happening. And the difference between Hanks and Cruz is if they told Cruz to do a goofy ass accent like this, he'd be, he would have walked off the set. I'm not doing that accent. I sound ridiculous. <laughs> Why would I do that for a whole movie? That doesn't make any sense. And Hanks is just like, Sure, I've never done that before. Let's do it. He just wants something different to do. He's probably also bored as shit. It was his idea. (laughs) It probably was. He's a real, like, Hanks is like a weird historian on top of everything else. He's, you know, he's very deep into history. Like, anything that he produces is, is filled with Americana and, you know, World War II documentaries and everything else. Go look at his producing credits. It's all like, when we went to the moon. Pirates. Yeah. And it's it's all like Americana when he grew up, but so I assume he was probably like I want to make this probably as accurate as as it was for Elvis because that's how I remember it when I was a kid, and but we don't know Tom Parker, you know what I mean? And don't care to know, <laughs> and don't care, and also look, man, I I Tom Parker was fat. You go look at it like, yeah, he, he was a he was a big fat. The fat suit really bothered you. I had no, I didn't care about the fat suit at all. We I got over that bothered you, no, we I got know over that, that Tom Hanks is not fat anymore. He actually looks really good. We know that Tom Hanks isn't like 
90s Tom Hanks where he's a little bit chubby or whatever. It just didn't look right. It just did not like, like Jared Leto got fat and got gout. And we were all like, yeah, that actually kind of makes sense. He wears that, you know, like I can see him being a fat, like the fat suit just did not work. And you're sitting there going like, I know that Tom Hanks isn't fat. Like, I processed I get it, the, fat suit movie, the first like, time I saw him. I never thought about the fat suit ever again after that. Never like, thought did, about it, it again. Not, I never thought about it after the first time he was on screen. Like, oh, yeah, me, he's man. got a fat suit on. Like, they're not the hell out of me. Completely unbothered by the fat suit. Me at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just the voice really bothered Just me. Just the voice bothered me. And like, I guess the the side character narration thing is kind of Bass Lerman's move. He did that with Great Gatsby too. Like, yeah, uh, he did it with Moulin Rouge. Yeah, Toby Maguire narrate the whole thing instead of making it Gatsby. But I mean, I guess that's in the book too. But that's the book. <laughs> yeah. Still, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need that. They did the same thing with uh, the Tom Hanks, Mister Rogers movie. Like the lead in that movie is the reporter guy instead of Mister Rogers. Like it's a, I, it's just like a go-to Hollywood move. I don't like it, but whatever like that's really the only thing that helped the movie back for me so i don't know i think i think a lot of the yeah the length of it too is is it's way too long and at some point i was like all right now this is when this is gonna end nope okay uh now and i was like they're gonna they're gonna show us the end of this movie without making him fat how do they do that <laughs> i have a i have a controversial take do it let the studios have some creative control in these movies again. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Bring Why back studio interference, baby. In, this man turned in a two, uh, longer than two and a half hour cut of this movie, and the studio didn't do shit about it. They should have <laughs> cut 30 minutes off this movie immediately. It's, it's insane that this movie came in this long, and they were just like, yeah, sure, put it out. Like, I cannot believe that, that happened. Yeah, I, like that whole shit with his dad coming back and being like, hey, we're broke. You gotta go back. <laughs> we don't need that. We don't need that. Get that out of here. I don't care. <laughs> you could have ended the movie with him dynamic. All the family stuff was weird to me. All of the it. weird his family with dynamic his mom with his was mom. so weird. I, I don't know, man. I wasn't bothered by the mom at all. I don't know what y'all was talking about, to be honest. There's a couple times where Baz Luhrmann shot it and their faces are super close together and he's like, he's like rubbing up against her or whatever. And I'm like, this is weird. Uh, this is absolutely, <laughs> this is absolutely weird. Um, no, I just, I think that he, there's a lot of stuff that maybe you cut out. I think, he, I don't know. Maybe you cut out the movie stuff. But Most I think of his relationship with Priscilla was kind of useless in this movie because like it doesn't really was. No, like, it's like I'm leaving you. I'm like, all right. okay. <laughs> I didn't understand why we did the movie stuff at all. I didn't get it. I didn't get why we were doing the movie stuff. I didn't. I, I was like, okay, but I think they tried to like show his downfall, like because there was a period. If you go to Graceland, they're very like open about it, which I've been once. They're they're like they're like, oh, he had a really big downturn in the late. Or no, in the mid '60s, nobody cared about Elvis anymore, and then that's what's supposed to be his huge comeback was in the late '60s and early '70s. But there was a good period where he wasn't um, loved as much as he, and it happens to every but, artist. But like, weren't they not caring because he was in the army? Like that, I, I, 
right? No, like, the army thing actually helped his public perception, but I'm saying oh. like he made a bunch of like shitty movies. Go look at like his IMDb of the actual Elvis. And he's in he's in a couple of well-remembered ones and ones that did well at the box office, I guess. But the latter part of his movie career is like the reviews for him are like 4.3, yeah. 4.5, like, on, uh, you know, the movie part of the Elvis movie was the only time that I like felt like I learned something because I had no idea. Most of that shit went on with Elvis. Like, I only really knew about the music. I had no idea that he had like a whole movie career and that was a thing. So I was like, oh, OK, like something new that I didn't know before while that was happening. But yeah, his whole relationship with Priscilla, like apart from just being real life problematic. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, we did, we really, she goes, T goes, teenage daughter. is like, how teenage? <laughs> Define teenage. Define teenage because it was like barely. 14. Yeah. Like, yeah. So aside, even aside from the real life problematicness of it, like in the movie, it just doesn't really mean much of anything. I guess she's supposed to be like, the moral center for the part of the movie that she's in, but like it doesn't really work. You don't really believe. It doesn't matter her. because he's not on drugs for very long in this movie. Which nope. one thing we know about Elvis Presley: love drugs. Really big into drugs. <laughs> yeah. Big uh, drug guy. Big drug guy. And there, and then he's like, he's barely on drugs in this movie, and barely fat in the movie. And it's like a couple things that people know about Elvis is that he got fat. And that he was on drugs. We, we barely yeah. saw any of that. He fucked one groupie and she was like, I'm leaving you. And we're like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, and that's what I like about the, that's what I like about walk the line is that it was, it didn't hide that at all where he was like, and even Ray either, where it was like, yeah, this dude was a big slut. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this, it was like, yeah, maybe. I mean, he was kissing women in front of his wife. Like, good Lord. I didn't know in that. In front of God and everybody. This shit was yeah. wild. <laughs> He's out here making an open mouth kissing everybody in the middle of COVID. <laughs> just walking off the stage in Vegas, just fucking kissing just any old body in the crowd, bro. Like, you know how many diseases are out here? It's the 70s. There wasn't diseases. <laughs> um, no, I just... I think that... Yeah, the 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 and oh, he's supposed to really have a connection with his daughter and stuff, but they don't really build that up either. You know yeah, what I mean? It's not like they just kept mentioning her because they're like, we know y'all have heard of her before. We're gonna put yeah. it in here. <laughs> you know who that is. <laughs> Side note: uh, his granddaughter is actually a really popular actress now. Wait, who? Riley Keno. Oh shit! Yeah, it's had his, no uh, idea. That is his granddaughter. Um, but what did we think? I mean, look, let's talk about the Butler performance a little bit. I really, really think this may catapult him into another sort of stratosphere as far as now, he, like listening to interviews with him, he's kind of like a weirdo. I mean, he's an actor. He's kind of a, kind of a weird guy, but he really for as much as I don't think like he actually looks like Elvis that much. He really embodied sort of in Tej, I know you don't understand why people found 
him attractive, but he embodied the, like the sexuality of what Elvis was to a, like to millions of teenage girls across the world. And just the way that his motions and movements and his physical acting in this, I thought were actually really on top of his singing, but I thought that was really, really good. I thought he was physical. His physicality in this was actually really incredible. Um, some of the, you know, I don't know how much of the line delivery. I mean, the Elvis accent is weird to do in like, without it feeling like parody now, mm-hmm. yeah. but well, I got to tell you that uh, I'm not doing no <laughs> drugs, Priscilla. And you're just like, you know, what do you want from me, darling? And it's just like, are you doing a bit? Are you doing a bit? Like, Yeah, you've heard Elvis impersonated for your entire life. So it's like all of them just feel like bad impersonations instead of like, yeah, good performances. But yeah, I seeing that clip side by side of like the Christmas special and like what Elvis was actually doing. So on the Christmas funny. Special it's so versus funny. what Austin Butler doing. Hilarious. But yeah, it's like, damn, Austin Butler made this dude like actually really cool. Like, <laughs> he looks so much better than what Elvis is doing. It's like, I mean, I guess it's kind of like watching, you know, Babe Ruth having that bat, like, in, <laughs> like, whatever year that was. It's like seeing that shit, you wouldn't understand, like, why people were amazed with it now. But, like, Elvis was playing against farmers. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis was out there dancing on tour against fucking farmers. You saw it. <laughs> Tej, do you have anything to say more about the Butler performance? No, I, w- I was really into it. Uh, I, it was like I said, the the surrounding film did nothing for me, but I really liked his performance. I don't know if I feel like the performance is going to catapult him um, into some level of stardom, but I, I will I say that I thought he did a great job. And I think if I think I, it's like a you know how people remember when Kevin Love was with the Timberwolves. And he had all these stats, and people were like, we don't know if Kevin Love is actually good or if he's just, like, the best player on a really bad team. I can't tell whether Butler is good or whether he just was one thing for me to grab onto in a sea full of shit that was being thrown at me from the movie screen for two and a half hours. But I I enjoyed the performance. I thought he did something. And it's not even just, like, his line delivery. The singing was, was working for me in terms of trying to sound like Elvis, but it was really the facial expressions that I thought he really nailed. And I don't know how true those facial expressions are to Elvis, but they ring true to what the character was going through in any given scene and how he was trying to showcase the way that he felt inside uh, on his face. And I thought that was really, those were really my only signposts of like, what is this guy thinking and going through in his brain? Because I think the movie did a really bad job of expressing that stuff to me. So the only way I really knew like how Elvis felt, not about how the world felt about Elvis or how people around him felt about him, but how he felt about everything happening to him was through this guy's face. And I thought he did a great job with that. So I was really into the performance for sure. I thought he did a great job. Because he doesn't have any sort of like big monologue thing, you know, where no. he goes off and he's like, tell, t- yeah, talking about his feelings. And you know what's very funny is they were talking about pretty poignant, uh, the Star is Born remake. I found that really funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like, yeah, I think he's definitely going to be in the mix for an Oscar nomination. Obviously, we got to see what else comes out this year. I don't but think so. He's gonna be, he's gonna be there. Like, <laughs> he just is. Like, I don't know. It's July. I long way to go for that. Just like I feel like it's a long way to go for everything, everywhere, all at once. I mean, look, <laughs> it's 
when it comes to acting performances, it really doesn't matter. Like Joker was a summer blockbuster movie and that shit won for Joaquin Well, we Phoenix. saw we saw with a better, you know, what I think is a better performance and it didn't get nominated was the Elton John movie Rocket Man with hey, uh, uh I heard it's it, it's good, right? I enjoy Rocket I like I, Rocket Man more than I like this. Eh. Oh, I never gave a grade. I gave this movie a C plus, by the way. All the all this time after, if anybody's still listening, but um, no, I, I maybe I don't. There's there's a there's a maybe here for me with Austin Butler that he would might get nominated. I just think I'm not saying for sure. Well, bye, Royden. <laughs> oh, we lost Royden. Oh, oh there he is. Back. But yeah, I'm not saying for sure that he's gonna get nominated. I'm saying he's definitely gonna be in the mix, though. Like. Yeah, oh, no, I, it wouldn't I, be. And, I'm just saying uh, I saw, it'll come down to campaigning. Like, yeah, I'm just saw it saying I saw a better performance with Taron Egerton and Rocket Man not get nominated. So no. you know, I don't well, know. But you've also seen worse nom- uh, performances get nominated. So. That's true. I.e., we talked Mally. about one of them earlier. So yeah, yeah, I, and I, also I, like uh, I might be wrong here, but I feel like Dexter Fletcher really doesn't have the clout. To kind of get an Oscar nomination for a fair to middling film like that. And I mean, Boz Lerman got a bunch of nominations already for like Moulin Rouge and other stuff like that. So I feel like he, he's only been nominated right once. Thing, like. That's one too um, many. Uh, we will say you, he was, I think, probably based on this performance, uh, Austin Butler cast in Doom Part Two. Um, as... I mean, they need something. I'm excited for that. They need yeah. something. They need something to keep me awake because they give me another sleepy ass film like they gave me the first time. We'd be very angry. So. Uh, people are gonna get I mad know. at you in the comments. Hey man, they 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 listen. Would they, would they know I, how we feel about that movie? I was excited about Dune like everybody else when I sat in that movie theater. Okay, I didn't go into the shit on Dune. I want to have a great time. And, and then, then I like, fucking saw that part one pop Dune. up on the screen, and I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> When's part two? 2024? (laughs) What else we got from Elvis before we get to uh, Uh, the worst overrated musicians, which is going to be hilarious. I can't wait to shit on it. Can't wait. Most overrated musicians. Um, No, they just, uh, they didn't show my man eating enough. Yeah, not enough of the, what was it? The like peanut butter and banana sandwiches or whatever the fuck that was? peanut butter, banana, and bacon. That's disgusting. (laughs) Right? <laughs> fucking big yikes! Uh, shout out to Little Richard, uh, whoever played him in this movie. Did a great I thought job. it was, it was, I thought it was Jay Farrow. <laughs> uh, also stunned by the lack of Bruno Mars in this movie. That just feels like a very obvious like thing to do, and they just didn't do it. Needle drops in that weird. Yeah, <laughs> like I you don't know the soundtrack at all. I was like, what? The the needle drop and the one thing that I did like about like the most hectic 20 first 20 minutes or whatever of it when he's doing the that's all right mama and he he starts like dancing and stuff and they do the uh gary clark jr come together needle drop oh yeah 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 i did really really like that i really like that um also not gonna lie to you i kind of dug it like the scene where he is uh like as a kid, he like goes into the black church and catches the Holy Ghost. I was like, I should hate this, but I don't. I'm having a great time. <laughs> I, I'm, 
I'm not gonna lie. I had the immediate thought of Elvis had black friends. See, promise. Like <laughs> we we've we've read Twitter. We've heard all the stuff that you've been saying about the, about him stealing. We're gonna preempt the cancellation. <laughs> yeah, you woke. He's, he's not John Wayne. We promise. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I got. I don't know anything yeah, let's else. Get out of here. Take a break. Yeah, let's. Uh, actually, we don't have ad breaks right now. Do you want to keep going? Sure. Yeah. Oh, all right. let's, let's go with it. Let's. Uh, this is going to be an interesting draft. So let's get a randomizer to see uh, how we're going to do this. I'm actually going to tweet this one out after we do it because, like, I I think this Good. is going to be great content. We're going to get some slander. And a random dot. I'm slandering everybody's faves. I'm ready. Can't wait. Y'all already know who number one on my big board is. <laughs> um. Ooh. Okay. Royden Tiege Dex. Oh, of course. Royden Tiege Dex. That's brought to you by random.com. Sponsor the pod, not me. Um, I'm not going to take your number one overall pick because <laughs> I might. Because I, I, you know, I, there is a clear number one, clear cut number one overall. Um, I'm up, but I'm going to Paulo Bancaro, y'all, here. <laughs> uh, my. My number one overall is uh, – hold on. Why did I – oh, here it is. My number one overall is Bob Dylan. Holy shit. I was going to pick wow. Bob Dylan. Oh, you were going to pick that Bob was, Dylan? That was your number no, one? not number one, but yeah, I was uh, definitely oh. going to pick Bob Dylan later. Bob, okay, I was going to say – oh, I didn't mean to. I wasn't going to snipe you there because I no, knew no, no. what your pick was, and I could have done. But uh, we'll save it. But Bob Dylan has – so many, if you go look on like Rolling Stones or whatever, and they list like the number one songs of all time, it's like, like so a Rolling many. Stone by Bob Dylan. And you're like, you go and listen to it. And it's like, <laughs> and you're just like, hi, holy shit. This is bad. It's so bad. And hearing Incredible. people write about it, it's like, Oh, this is like the perfect representation of America and hope and like all things beautiful. And it's like, is it though? Like, what? His, his songs, he's the most overrated artist in the world because his songs are made better by other people. Incredible writer. Cannot yeah. sing words like goddamn. No, yeah. Incredible songwriter. Incredible songwriter. I don't want to take that away because people are going to get mad at me. He wrote some of the best songs of all time. Uh, he should never have sung them. Shouldn't have sung a single one of them. I don't know how y'all let that man cook like that. <laughs> no, no idea. No idea. And then he just gets to go, like, go play the harmonica and go, live like a rolling stone. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, oh, no. No thanks, Bob. No thanks. Every anyway. single cover of Bob Dylan's music is 10 times better than the music. All Along the Watchtower is one of the street. greatest songs of all time because he didn't make the most popular version of it. <laughs> Adele was fucking floating on Make You Feel My Love. I went back and listened to like the original Bob Dylan version. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, all right. Teej. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Oh, no. That's what I'm thinking. I fucking no hate slapped. Bruce Springsteen. I don't want to hear none of that shit. I don't want to hear none of that shit ever. No, you're going to grow up. So hard. That shit stinks. Get Bruce Springsteen the fuck out of here. I'm oh, tired of this shit, white people. I am tired of that shit. 
Get that shit the fuck out of here. Bruce Springsteen's my number one pick. So many sports writers are going to be mad at you. Yeah, the people love hate, fucking Bruce Springsteen. I used to fucking hate Bruce Springsteen. And then I heard, like, there were, like, one or two songs I heard when I turned, like, 24, 25 or something like that. <laughs> I, you're I was like, like damn. <laughs> yeah, this nigga's spitting, bro. Like, <laughs> All of a sudden, I get it. Yeah, all of a sudden, I get it. Damn, I'm sad, too. <laughs> I but I get it though. He's like like diet Bob Dylan in terms of bad vocals. Diet but, Bob Dylan. Like I can like bad vocals, good lyrics, but like they're bad vocals that I can rock with. I can't rock with Bob Dylan. Bruce Springsteen I can rock with. All right. So my number one overall on my big board fell to me at number three. Thank y'all. It's You're the right. Beatles. I fucking I I will never understand the obsession with the Beatles. I just will, I will not get it. I don't want to get it. I'm not open to getting it. They just do not slap. There, there are, I've listened to a lot of Beatles songs because I've tried and I've tried and I've tried all the high top converse girls that I watched and Harry tried. Potter and Lord and of the Rings for are like, you got to listen to the Beatles. Like you, you'll love the Beatles. If you actually listen, no, I won't. I listened to like 30 Beatles songs and I think they're, like two of thirty from the field. Like I do not like their music. Covers of their music. Beatles because they have a couple songs that I like, but it's like few and far between because they make horrible music. But I do like a couple songs, so I couldn't select them number one overall in good conscience. But they, yeah, I mean, the Beatles, got, people lie about the Beatles, bro. People lie, have lied about them for years and years and years. They've got exactly two songs that I like their version of. There's Hey Jude and there's Come Together. Everything else, I'm like, I would rather listen to anyone else sing this shit. Like, and honestly, like that includes John Lennon. I, I will never get what people's obsession is with John Lennon, and especially the song Imagine. That song is not good. I don't know why people like it so much. But anyway, the Beatles easily number one overall to me. Um, well, Imagine's been ruined forever. So it wasn't good before that to me. <laughs> I never liked it. But uh, second on my list, this is one is way more. Uh, I think controversial with the people who actually listen to our podcast. All 17 of you, shout out. Um, but I'm gonna go with Prince. I just don't, <laughs> I just don't like it. All right, man. Shut this is not for me. Down right now. This is the most Purple Rain is ass. It sucks. It's so bad. <laughs> See, we oh can't even God. we can't even fight because you've had this on Twitter. You've had this take oh on Twitter. God. And yeah. this is literally the craziest thing of all time. Oh, this is crazy that you would no. say that. One I don't of, want oh this God. smoke. I don't even know one what of, to say, bro. One of the moments that I'm most grateful for with my mother is that we were sitting in the car one day. We were listening to the radio. She still does that like a crazy person, even though she has Bluetooth <laughs> in her car. We were listening to the radio, and they played Purple Rain, and we got halfway through the song, and we both looked at each other, and we were like, do you, do you actually like this song? No, I don't either. I just assumed you did because everyone else does. This shit sucks. And then we changed the channel. <laughs> like, I'm glad that my mother and I can connect on that level and be honest with each other that we don't like Purple Rain and it's not good. I just don't like Prince's voice like 99% of the time. There's a couple songs here and there that are pretty good, but people like try and say he's like as good or better than Michael Jackson. And it's like, you're lying. You Not only are you wrong, you know you're wrong. So you're lying. Like he's just not, he's not like that. I respect the musicianship. I, you know, whatever. I respect the androgyny. That's really cool, I guess. But the music, it ain't, 
It ain't there. This is awful, man. I don't even I know. Don't know how man. do I follow that? I don't know how to follow that. Me either. Uh, just d- get your next pick. We're gonna we're gonna um, let him tweet that out and get that hate. <laughs> I dated I dated a woman once who was like really into YouTube, and that music. Oh, God damn it! Stinks. <laughs> Edge stinks. YouTube fucking stinks. They've been making music for about ninety seven years. That shit was so trash that Apple put them put that shit on, on our, our phones without us having <laughs> with us having no fucking choice in the matter. That shit fucking stinks. YouTube is not good, bros. Uh, we should have been able to sue good. Apple for that. I don't want to hear none of that. Streets have no name. I don't want to hear none of that shit. That shit stinks. But you can't stuff. name a single YouTube song, to be honest with you. You've heard Which them. You've crazy. heard Vertigo. Vertigo Which is, is a crazy. YouTube song. That, oh, oh most, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were the most popular band ever for a long ever. time. They, yeah. they, they, have, they have broken almost every fucking record you could break in music. People love them. They stink. <laughs> I I still can't believe Apple thought it was a good idea to just molest our iPhones with that album. I delete that it's shit insane. immediately. As soon as I saw that shit, I said, "Oh yeah, how do I delete this?" You couldn't even delete it. You couldn't just go delete it like a regular song. There was a special thing you had to go do. You had to look it up. How do I delete the YouTube album? And they literally <laughs> had to walk you through the steps. That's insane. That is insane. I didn't click play on that shit. Oh. Fuck you, Apple. I don't want to hear that shit. I still haven't found what I'm looking for as a YouTube song. I like that. Yes, one. that's YouTube. I like some U2 songs, so I, I was going to take them, though, because I don't understand. The 90s are such a weird time where somebody just could blow up and then just remain huge forever. Industry a, plants, the whole lot of them. Yeah. That shit uh, Bono, Bono, sorry, that shit is not good, bros. Keep that shit over there. <laughs> Man, what do I do? What do I do? Hmm... You know what? Uh, I got to do it because this, you know, he is my artist, me personally, um, Eminem. Oh, no. Great choice. Um, he oh. was properly rated, and I do love Eminem. He was properly rated until about 2012. And everyone my age, every white dude that loved Monster Energy and Call and, of Duty, and Call of Duty, <laughs> Monster Energy. Have you heard "Till I Collapse"? It's like the best song ever. Have you heard <laughs> "Cinderella Man"? That's thing. People are not rapping anymore, man. People are not rapping anymore. See, it, this tired is of these rap, mumble rappers, bro. This is what rap music actually is. This is what rap music is. Not not like future or whatever. This is Eminem is what rap music. And I'm just like, ah, <laughs> I can't, I can't do it anymore. And I don't know. There's, there's been a couple of things that he's like the Godzilla song or whatever. I don't know if it's any good, but I do like, like it that he put out. And that's like the last thing that he's put out that I actually enjoyed, but you weren't it, feeling venom, venom, oh venom, <laughs> oh my god no no i wasn't um i i think he had a verse on a logic song recently that was actually pretty good which is another whole sentence all in itself yeah but uh I, the fact that i know what you're talking about makes me feel very bad that i also yeah. like this song yeah me too um, <laughs> helps helps me run i don't know why but it it just look it, what i'm playing it 
Playing it. <laughs> napkins. Got a whole lot of napkins. <laughs> Four boards. Four boards and a four tours. <laughs> that is the funniest video ever. It makes me laugh every time I hear it. It doesn't matter when I see that guy's face on my timeline. I click it every time. It is going to make me laugh every time. <laughs> it stinks because he was like big canceled, but also. Oh, like, yeah. That, that video Bigly. is so funny. So funny. Four doors and a four boards. Look what I'm playing it. <laughs> napkins. You got too many napkins. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, anyway, Eminem, uh, white people ruined Eminem. I'll just I'm an Eminem enjoyer, but he's very much overrated because people still consider him like the greatest rapper of all time. It's just not true. Yeah, it's just not true. Right. I can't just uh, pick uh, white people. Well, no, no, I, I need to be I racist. Need... Oh, you have another one. I have another one. And you took you two. So I'm going to get double canceled. No, I don't want to do it. I don't. I don't. Do it, coward. You can't do anything worse than picking Prince. So you might as well just. Dex is going to get all the slander from this podcast. We are no, safe I, now. but like. I don't want to be like online canceled uh, by who the hell are you about to can who the hell are you about to Taylor do? Swift. Oh, okay. I oh no, she stinks. Were... That was my next pick. You stole my okay. next pick. Okay. Oh, Thank stinks. God. I don't want to. Uh, man, I don't want to be. She stinks. Uh, I hate. I just hate the online presence, man. I thought you were about to hit us with the the Paul Catalina special, right? There. Oh no 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 no. You no, have me nervous. No, not a, not at all. Um. Taylor Swift has put out really good music for teenage girls for a long time. Um, but I'm tired of thinking that everything that she comes out with has to go number one on the billboard charts uh, because it doesn't because not all of it's good. Like, and I'm tired of the discourse being like, would you listen to the new Taylor Swift? I'm like, yeah. And I understand that's how popularity works, but like, what was that? Uh, bad reputation was one of the. Or, uh, that bad. Well, yeah, reputation was one of the worst albums I've ever listened to. <laughs> Sorry, I listened to it. My my now wife made me listen to it on its midnight release when we were in Beaumont, Texas, and I was like, "We have to get through this." I don't. I don't. It's, it's not good. I've it never like heard a Taylor Swift song that I like ever. My problem with her, first of all, she can't sing. Or write music. <laughs> yeah, the live versions of songs are very tough. She she can like she whispered talks her way through songs like where she has to sing and like be emotional. She literally can't sing. But also like she's in her thirties at this point, and the music still sounds like that's for teenage girls, which is strange. Like and like I get that that's like the Drake problem for a lot of people, and but I just don't care. Taylor Swift, <laughs> I care, and I don't like it. So. Um. Yeah, and then like look. Swifties who are gonna inevitably find this, and I'm gonna have to delete Twitter. I'm gonna make sure they find it. By the way, please don't. Hey, Swifties, don't. your favorite artist stinks. Thank you. There, we, there, we just <laughs> took care of them. We took care of the Swifties right there. Yeah, I just, I just think, I just think that like releasing the same album twice. Ugh, that was that was a choice. I used to like hate listen basically to Taylor Swift albums just to like participate in pop culture and know what was going on. She put out that second half of like whatever that was, the folklore the folklore Evermore. yeah evermore album. And I was like, I'm just not I'm not doing it. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it's just, it's just There's some like don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying I don't like Taylor Swift's music. Like I like a lot of the music, but I'm sitting here going like I don't like. I, I don't understand how it blew up to the proportion that it did. Kind of like U2, where I'm yeah. like I like some U2 songs, but how did it get this big? How did it get this big? Yeah, I mean, hey, Blank Space came on at like some college like formals that I went to, and you know we went, we had fun. We went crazy. But, you know, at this point, eh, I'm good. All right, Teach. I don't need the summer got, camp love songs. I got accused of reverse racism because I wanted the Rockets to draft uh, someone other than Chet, even though Chet looks amazing in his first summer league game. So, you know, I got accused of reverse racism. So I'm going to try to avoid those uh, allegations today by selecting a black artist because I picked two white artists to start with. I'm going with Big Sean. Uh, I've been trying to understand the Big Sean phenomenon for a number of years. I just don't understand what people see in this guy. He has said some of the most cringeworthy things on Wax that have ever been on Wax. I think that he is a mediocre at best rapper, a mediocre at best song maker, and he is a wholly uninteresting person in every way to me. He, every way. Big Sean has never said or done anything interesting to me in any way. Uh, I mean, I, I was... In parties, screaming, I don't fuck with you for about a I week before. I was like, hey, I'm not really into this song anymore. And then it played for like six more months. Um, you know, it. I just don't get, I've never understood it. I think that he is a, uh, I don't think that he's like a horrible musician. I just think that he's like extremely overrated for what he actually is. Like he is, I don't understand it. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend my time listening to Big Sean. I don't know why anybody else would do that either. So that's going to be my, my pick in the third round. Big Sean is the king of like blowing opportunities. There are so many like incredible, he's so many features, like so many incredible features he's gotten, so many incredible beats he's gotten from like Kanye, from Pharrell, from even Travis Scott gave him some dope ass beats. Like, and he just couldn't do anything with it. He can't rap. Like, he's just not, he's not like that. He's, there's a couple of Big Sean songs that I like. There's even a couple of Big Sean products that I like. And like when I was in middle school and high school, I thought he was like the coolest fucking dude ever. Because oh, he was like, you know, out here wearing like all bape and Tisa and shit like that. And I was like, <laughs> I want to be like him. He's hanging out with Kanye. He's cool. But he just, he's not like that as a rapper. <laughs> but his EP with uh, Hit Boy that came out like a couple years ago now, I think. Pretty good. Dex, two picks. Um, so I'm also going to pick a rapper. And this is a rapper that I do like some of his music, but he's incredibly overrated to me. It's Kendrick Lamar. I'm sorry. Like, wow. He is oh extremely overrated. People oh talk about God. him like he's like God's gift to rapping. He's just not, man. Like the songs are not good enough for all that. This drop was a horrible idea. To Pimp a Butterfly is not good. We may not have to tweet. We may we may tw not tweet this one out. <laughs> oh I'll tweet God. all mine. I, I stand all mine. But like Pimp Butterfly, not good. Miss him around the Big Steppers, way too long. There's some good parts in it, but like that album did not need to be an hour and a half of I went to therapy. Here's my notes. Like I didn't I didn't need that. <laughs> <laughs> my auntie is a man now. Bars is not what I needed. I didn't need the 2022 black version of Kim by Eminem. Like, yeah, I didn't need those two things either. I'll be real. <laughs> Yo, and people talk about it like this is real rap music. Like pretty much anytime any rapper is it's just the this is real rap music. Y'all don't understand because y'all like listening to music that's fun. Like 
I, I just immediately <laughs> just think those people are overrated. Like, y'all just uh, want to have fun. I'm, I'm I glad my learn. Eminem takes look, looks a little bit better in the light. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah. Kendrick Lamar is one. Wow, what a what a couple picks, Kendrick Lamar. I can't Chris. believe this. I am dominating this draft, by the way. I got the Beatles, no, you're and not. Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, gonna you're gonna be the one. Pick. The people are gonna hate your picks the most. If that's what because you mean by I'm dominating, right I agree. They're wrong. <laughs> you got one more pick. Uh, I don't. I'm gonna go with Byron, <laughs> but I'm gonna go with gonna get... one that just doesn't deserve to be in any of the conversations that they're in. I don't. There's a big debate between this group and another group, and it just shouldn't be a debate at all. I'm gonna go with Backstreet Boys. They oh. have like three hot songs, and that's it. <laughs> they I feel like no. they're properly rated. I think people are just no. like are like remember, remember? No, because people act like they're even slightly comparable to NSYNC and they're just not. They're not. NSYNC is shitting on them. And so like, yeah, this might be a little underwhelming compared to my other three picks, but fuck the Backstreet Boys. That three hot songs. Get them out of here. I love NSYNC like the next guy, but I wanted that way. It's probably the greatest song ever made. So That's I one of their like that. three good songs. <laughs> yeah, but it's really good. They got oh. that one, Backstreet's Back, and I can't even think of what the third one is. But I know there is a third one. I'm going with another group that people love. And black people specifically love this group. Oh, don't do I this. I don't understand why. I do not ever have never understood why people like Maroon 5. That shit fucking stinks. Oh, I am so tired of that fucking shit. I am so tired of Maroon 5. I they have it. never made a song that I liked. People oh, love never? their music. Adam Levine is a talentless hack who happens to be handsome. These people parlayed that into <laughs> a Super Bowl hat. appearance. They, they parlayed that into a Super Whoa. Bowl appearance, and they got to be in the same room as Cardi B, which is not fair because I want to be in the same room as Cardi B. Uh, so I don't, I don't like Adam Levine, and I don't like Maroon 5, and I don't like songs about Jane, that album that every one of you loved and listened God to when it. you were in high school. That shit yeah. stinks. They'll listen to I don't it like now. any of that music. <laughs> Um, shout out to former host, uh, co-host Jake for having one of the greatest takes of all time of saying room five introduced white people to funk. That's how <laughs> people like it. I um, love songs about Jane to this day. Yeah, me too. I love that. <laughs> album slaps, man. Like, yeah, it's the most common take in the world to say the song is about Jane is good and the rest of their music is bad. But like, that's how I feel. Sorry. <laughs> right there with you, brother. <laughs> uh the look, look i can't pretend that i wasn't singing i'm at a pay phone trying i was to, not I, doing that i was i was because I, <laughs> I was white i was white in 2010 i was not uh, doing that i was not following the map that leads to you i was not on that way moves like jagger uh, yeah a little bit <laughs> a little bit yeah, I, there's a few songs on like their second album and I think like one or two songs on their third album that I really like but yeah like their their biggest hits are all garbage to it, me the decision to like just make it all electronic beats and then introduce like and now Nicki Minaj or whatever <laughs> it's just like <laughs> uh. yeah that girl's like you song it's like audio wallpaper like i couldn't audio wallpaper <laughs> they wasted cardi b's time with that shit i oh, i hate those guys okay so i'm gonna end on i guess it'll be a whimper for our audience but 
I need to need to do this um, because I want to just diversify the list a little bit. I'm going to end with uh, most overrated artist, country artist, Luke Bryan. Oh, no. <laughs> Luke Bryan has millions. I don't know who this streams. Yes, you do. Millions of streams. What's his most famous song? What, what song? Do I country Girl, it. Shake It For Me. Yeah. I, that's a song title? <laughs> oh, well, maybe you <laughs> don't know. Girl, Shake mind. It For Me. That sounds fire. I'm not going to lie. That's the kind of music I like. Nope. Nope. Um, Got a little boom in my big truck. truck. <laughs> Wait, no, that sounds horrible. I'm not into He popularized. He, he and I think like Jason Aldean popularized. Two artists I love. <laughs> the, the, the. I have a truck and a cold beer and oh, a no, girl. They they popularized. I can't say that word. They made that popular, and country is just is taking a just a big shit like in the last. <laughs> and look, I'm not gonna say if I have like one or eight beers that I'm not like. I'll listen to play it again multiple times. But oh, that song is so good, Luke Brian, but. He has millions of dollars off of saying nothing in his songs. Absolutely nothing on, on a genre of music that had like prided itself on being like akin to soul. You know what I mean? And it just like it, it just is nothing music. It's nothing. There's nothing to it. Just soulless music. Shake it for the birds, shake it for the bees, shake it for the catfish swimming down deep in the creek. Oh, come on. Okay, this yeah. is the country big Sean is what you're saying. That's what you're telling yes. me right now. This is the okay. Honestly, I, I can see I that. I understand this. But yeah, totally him and Jason Aldean made like they popularized country music for like women, white women my age to like want to fuck the musicians. Like they yeah. were the first ones to like really be on that way. <laughs> to be like, oh, this guy's hot, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and they. Oh, it just is. is he good there's looking? a few. Eh. Yeah, uh, okay. he's a good looking guy. Luke Bryan's way better looking than Jason Aldean. For yeah, what it's worth. But yeah, there's a few Luke Bryan songs that are just like super duper maggot. Like like the latest one he just put out called Country On. Oh my god. Oh god. That is the most maggot shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. But there's some songs that Luke Bryan has that I'm just like, yeah, this is this is jamming. I'm playing this at every tailgate, every party. We'll every probably get DNC'd for this, but this sounds like college football intro music. Kind of. Hold on. Come in. I was going crazy at the country clubs. I have absolutely never heard this song. Get up on the hood of my daddy's tractor. Oh, get up on the hood of my daddy's tractor. <laughs> yeah, I feel, having sex on your dad's tractor just seems like a bridge too That's far. That's nasty. That seems like a health code <laughs> violation. Your dad works in that thing. Come on, come on, come on. But yeah, I saw I've I saw Luke Bryan at the rodeo a couple years ago. Put on an amazing show. <laughs> it just is like it just is the sit in my truck and drink a beer and uh we're gonna say girl but we're never gonna name who the girl actually is it just could be any any of them any of you in the crowd right any of yeah any of you girls 
So that's yeah, just that, smart business. This is yeah, I guess so. Names. I'm yeah. the dumb one. He has millions yeah. of dollars. So yeah, like, you're right. <laughs> it is nothing music, but like sometimes I need that. You know what I'm saying? He's like the pit bull of country music. Pit bull of yes. Ah. <laughs> yeah, he's basically the pit bull of country sense. music. Ah oh, shit! All right. Any any honorable mentions that we want to mention, or we don't? I would like to apologize canceled? on behalf of Dex for uh, slandering Prince, and he doesn't mean it, guys. And please, be I one thousand percent mean it. He doesn't mean it. Any of you who have ever even considered saying that Prince is a better artist than Michael Jackson, I want nothing but bad things for you in your life. I'm sorry. But who is actually saying that though? So many people. <laughs> Lots of people, because Prince is the greatest musician who ever graced the planet. Is he though? But Dex is only thinking about who sings better and people that are, are picking. Prince I just want the songs to be the good. fact that Prince is doing everything you hear on the song. Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, you're the you're the champion of the good, great music, Dex. You just want you just want the songs to be good. I just want the song to be good. I don't care who played the guitar. I don't care who wrote any of it. Doesn't matter. I just want the shit to sound good when I put it in my AirPod Pros. That's all. Um. All right. This is the draft that's gonna get us kicked off uh kicked off the air really appreciate we this we, this we was should have known it was coming when we this knew. was a smart idea by us really yeah. love that. this is your fault Roy. i didn't want to do this that's true this is Roy's fault it seems like you did this is going to come on here and slander prince we should have known that was going to happen it i told like you yeah you really wanted you had something to get off your chest you proposed God the draft dang. topic and i was like no we're not doing this <laughs> All right, maybe don't tweet out this one. Let let people discover it on their own. Uh, but maybe do. I don't know. I, did y'all see that thing where the where the the two white dudes on a podcast were like, "Oh, anti heroes," but they had Homelander down in the bottom. <laughs> and people yes. were like, "This makes so much sense." Dude, I saw like that post of like anti villains or like anti hero supremacy. And it was just literally all movie villains. Like it wasn't. Not a single anti hero in the bunch. Like, just all the Joker. Yeah. All <laughs> terrible people. <laughs> like, Homelander as the anti hero is insane. That is the people don't know what anti hero means. The amount of people that think that Homelander may be a good guy is staggering. That's it's why the insane. writing is so seen good. That show and I can tell you that it's not. That's true. why the writing is so good because they when Homelander went on TV and was basically like, "Y'all no, can't you have Half a brain. People love that shit. People were if like, have, "Yes." Stand up for yourself. If you have half a brain, you know that Homelander is not a good guy. A lot of people who uh, watch that show slash live in America do not have half a brain. They fucking love Homelander. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything that we're watching really quick and then we'll, we'll log off. I'm, I, we, my wife and I binged like half of season two, all of season three, and then a couple episodes of season four in a day of Stranger Things. We did like the whole, we didn't do good shit. job. It was insane. We were just like, Let's just keep going. Then it was like midnight. We're like, oh, okay. I, I feel like I'm going to be peer pressured to catch up eventually. But I'm going to let the like let the wave die down a little bit before like when people aren't tweeting spoilers. So I still don't know what they mean. Uh, and then <laughs> come back to it later. But yeah, I've been watching just a bunch of random shit. Uh, there's a new movie on Hulu. came out a couple days ago called The Princess. It sounded like it was going to be some bullshit but it was actually pretty fun it's like a rated like a rated r action movie fucking joey king is out here like stabbing dudes in the face and shit it's dope the, prin the princess of hulu she is in every hulu movie it's great <laughs> uh i watched half of episode one of that chris pratt show um yeah like eh, yeah 
<laughs> I I watched episode one. I'm probably gonna watch episode two just to see. Like, but Terminalist, I believe it's called. Yeah, it's called Terminalist Prime Video. Eh. Hey, and, uh, like I don't like. What did somebody tweet? Teach the other day that nobody was like. I'm very uninterested in Chris Pratt, unironic action star. <laughs> it's just all this stuff. I just don't the, uh, yeah, no irony into in his action is like he's not a good enough actor to not be. We UFC said this. UFC legend our... Donald Cerrone is in that show. He's like real good friends with Chris Pratt. That's how we got on the show. That's yeah. all I know about that show. I haven't seen him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I will not encourage people to start that show yet. Oh, um, Apple TV Plus, this Maya Rudolph show it's called Loot. Really good. Check it out. Someone told me yesterday that show was good. Just yesterday, I need to check it. Yeah, out. I mean, she's basically playing uh, Bezos's ex-wife in the show, nice. but it's uh, it's a comedy. My Rudolph, obviously, and it's really good so far. I think there's like three or four episodes out right now, but it's funny. First episode's a little slow. Second, third episode, great. Uh, I'm watching the old man. I just started the old Same. man, which is pretty good. Uh, and I'm gonna get into the bear. Everybody says the bear is good. I'm gonna start that this yeah, week. Yeah, people say that shit is amazing. I'm gonna check that out. Look, not even low key, but FX might have the best original content this side of HBO. Yep, I, I yeah, agree. FX is good. Yeah, they haven't mean. missed yet for me. Actually, they did. I'm like, impeachment was a miss for me, but other than that, but they most of the stuff shit. that most of the original stuff that they put out, and they know when to kind of like except for Always Sunny, which is in its, like, 15th season. They know when to just, like, stop shows, too. They're just except like, for yeah, they, we're not... There's a new Sons of Anarchy spinoff and another one coming. They need to stop that shit. Those shows are not good enough to justify their own existence. <laughs> Mayans but, or whatever it is? Yeah, no one wants to see that shit, FX. But dude, FX puts out heat, bro. Heat. Yeah. And now that they have Hulu, they can just do more mature stuff as well. Which yeah. is what Don't sleep on Hulu, before. bros. Hulu, yeah. Hulu is having one hell of a summer. I got to pay for no commercials. I'm tired of that, though. <laughs> I, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. Been on I, think that. I, I, think, I don't think I can do it anymore. I'm done. I'm literally done. Yeah. Hello Fresh at like a thousand volume. No thanks. Like, I'm good. I haven't <laughs> watched a Hulu commercial in two years. <laughs> I'm about to join yeah. you, brother. I'm, Better I, man I, I than work me. too hard to watch these fucking Hulu commercials any longer, bro. I'm about to. Pay I, honestly, bro, I'm on that YouTube premium shit now. I had the three month free oh trial. Oh, my God. I'm and I'm so like, I'm never tight. going back. <laughs> I'm so tight. Two ads every single video. I, I and had a three months free trial of YouTube Premium. I'm like, I'm never going back. I don't care how much it costs. Like, I'm never watching it ad again. I was watching the Usher Tiny Desk, and they put an ad in the middle of a song, right in the middle. I'm like, uh, we why not do it between songs? It's a perfectly reasonable thing to do. They put it in the middle of the song, and I said, YouTube, y'all gonna try to make me pay for premium. I'm not gonna do it. I refuse to do it. I refuse. I respect that, but hey, bro, it's better over here. I promise. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna break on the Hulu eventually, but the YouTube may like this has been free forever. Like you know what I mean? Like it's been free since 2005. Um. Anyway, so that has been a one take podcast. Uh. Hopefully, we'll still be on the air next week. Um. The next week we are doing our next episode, whatever we can record. It's gonna be Big Thor hours. Big Thor. Let's go. Uh, early reviews have already dropped for Thor. Middling reviews, uh, mixed reviews, seventy-two percent, I think, right now on Rotten Tomatoes as of the time of this recording. Uh, Dex gets to see it before all of us because he's cool, I guess. Um, and so, yeah, next next will be Thor, and then we'll kind of have to work work our way from there to see what comes after that. But uh, 
yeah. So you can follow us on One Take Pod on Twitter, One Take Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Go follow Apollo HOU on TikTok. A lot of movie content over on Apollo HOU on TikTok, as well as all the social platforms, Apollo HOU on Twitter, Instagram, the like. Uh, rate, download, subscribe on all podcast platforms. You can do that. We know you can do. We know there are more of you listening to this than have given us reviews. Yeah, How dare give you? Us five stars, bro. Why are you being greedy with the stars? It don't cost you nothing. Give us Doesn't five cost stars. You, just like just like YouTube, it shouldn't cost you anything. But uh, <laughs> yeah, give us five star review. Dex, what else are you working on? For yeah, the website or uh, anything like that. Yeah, we've got. I'm gonna do the Thor review after I see it tomorrow. Hopefully, get that up by the time y'all are listening to this. Uh, we've got new shirts on the store, ApolloHLU.store. We got a real Cinema Hours t-shirt up, up there, and we got a couple of Watch nice. Movies t-shirts up there. So, yeah, check it out, ApolloHLU.store. Look for our shit. Use promo code mm-hmm. OneTakePod, O-N-E-T-A-K-E-P-O-D, 10% off. Uh, Teach, plug your other podcast real quick. Oh, God, there's so many of them. <laughs> uh, I'm on a college football podcast called Slander U. Uh, it's been very fun. We basically have a different college football program every week, and we have a person that come on who represents that program in some capacity, usually as a fan, and then we slander the shit out of that team. It's been very fun so far. Uh, check that out. It's called Slander U. I'm on a UFC podcast that's called Underhooks Pod. If you like the UFC, tap in with us. It's great, and UFC has been extremely fun this year extremely crazy so uh it's a fun time and uh tap in you not try to hear my voice yet which you might be tap in see we got him on this one podcast and then he decides that he's like oh this shit is easy (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna go do 18 podcasts this podcast Um, is very easy unless we do movies like elvis in which case then it becomes hard wow oh my god i got the slander prince though so it was all worth it He fucking wanted um, to slander Prince. That's the problem. Little Domino, like one take podcast, watches the Elvis movie, Big Domino, <laughs> Dex Slanders Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Big Domino, Apollo HOU shuts down its website. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we get fucking DMCA'd for playing Luke Bryan. <laughs> I've been playing, I've been playing unlicensed music the entire <laughs> intro and outro of these things for two years nobody's found this shit yet um we got enough listeners but yeah we appreciate those of you who do listen uh go follow one take pod and dex what are we doing hashtag sports one two baby don't worry darling coming out whenever it is all right and (laughs)